So if they're not willing to be educated, then you set boundaries. That's it. I'm Rachel. And I'm Marcela. And you're listening to the Parenting with Understanding podcast. We are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless, unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting, to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs. Hi, Marcella. Hi, Rachel. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be back. Have you ever had to explain gentle parenting to your relatives? Oh, yes. Yes, very much so. And we actually have lots of conversations around child development and, you know, all of the stuff pretty regularly with family members. So I'm excited to dive into this topic. Yeah, that's going to be today's podcast episode. How to explain gentle parenting to our relatives. Um, We're going to share from our own experience how we've done it. Let's dive into the topic today. Explaining gentle parenting to our relatives, specifically those who just don't get it, right? Have you had to have conversations yourself as well? Yes. In the very beginning, I think now my abuelita, my parents are kind of like, they, they came around a lot, especially abuelita. In the beginning, yes, a lot. They would be questioning me, how come you're not spanking them? How are they going to know authority? How are they going to uh, survive in the real world? Then people are not that gentle and that considerate, all those things. <laughs> well, and I'm curious to know what your answers are to those things, because I think that that's probably where a lot of our listeners and our followers are. They're in that stage where they haven't really felt like they've gotten gentle parenting down and they are like, okay, how do I, how do I explain this to my parents? How do I answer those questions? So what would you say to, let's say like the most common question that I hear asked from family members is, well, if you are gentle with them, how are they going to cope in the real world? Because the real world is not gentle. So what would you say to that? Okay, so before anything, you need to know what the vibe of the question is. Because if you know behavior levels, (laughs) you know that uh, behavior level number two usually comes with questions. So for little kids, they might say things like, why me? It's not fair. I don't want to do that. And then like, oh, yeah, they're in behavior level two. They're a little anxious. They're they're not looking for an answer. They're looking for to defy you. (laughs) Yeah. When it comes to adults... They, they do the same behaviors with questions like that. So read their vibe. Are, are they really trying to look for information? Or they have a, like a, an attitude or some kind of like they're, they're upset about it and they're just saying it just to keep you, to start you going. So yeah, that's the first thing. I would assess what their emotional state is, their nervous system state is. Are they triggered? Are they not? Are they trying to look for information because when they are a little triggered by it and they they act from it, they ask the question from it, it doesn't matter how respectful and amazing answer you give them, they're not going to receive it the same way. And you're going to end up frustrated and upset. So that's the first thing. Um, The second thing, if they're genuinely trying to to ask you a question, to to gather information, to try to understand your, your gentle parenting, then I, I would lead with a lot of compassion uh, and not judgment. 
again, they, if they are your parents, I'm sure that there is a lot of, there is a tender spot there because they may feel a lot of guilt and shame for uh, choices that they made with you. Uh, so if you come as, yeah, we don't spank our kids because I, you traumatize me, which it, it might be true. However, like if we're not gentle, how Rachel said, sometimes you have to say things with a little pretty bow on top. Um, <laughs> and a lot of our relatives may need that little pretty bow to, to be conscientious how we come across. So they don't receive it as we are judging them. We are shaming them or guilt tripping them for, for decisions they made with us in the past. So I may say like, oh, I'm curious. I wonder why you're thinking that way. I wonder why you're saying that you're asking that question. Are you thinking about something? So I would try to gather up what they're really thinking uh, and what they're feeling about it. Because a lot of the times, let me tell you, their, their questions come from false beliefs that they have about themselves, about kids, about the world. So if they see the world as a non-safe place and then the only way that you can survive the world is by fighting, then, yeah, then they might be thinking that way. Like, if, if your child is gentle, how is he going to survive if I had to fight so much in life to survive? So, yeah, I would lead with curiosity, with trying to understand their narrative and their feelings, with empathy, putting a pretty bow on top, and I'm still working on it. Because yeah. Ra Rachel knows me. I'm not the kind of person who puts pretty bows on the <laughs> things that I say. <laughs> and, and sometimes I get in trouble for that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it would be asking questions like, do you think that if I teach my child, so the, I would clarify first that, Gentle parenting isn't permissive. Um, there may be moments where it seems permissive in nature. If you've been told that you have to put an end to bad behavior immediately or the child will, you know, grow up to be a serial killer. Like there are people that legitimately say those things to me, right? Oh, if you give space to a child's feelings, they're going to grow up to be a school shooter. What? <laughs> like You talk about catastrophizing, you know? But that's how we, a lot of us have been trained to, to think and believe and, and we have to rewire those mindsets. And so if your relatives are not in a place where they even know that those mindsets need to be rewired, you can help by asking those questions like, okay, so let's say that I do give space to my child's feelings in the moment, but I always go back and teach them once they're calm and their their nervous system is regulated and their brain is in a place where it can actually receive the lesson, if I go back to them and I teach them healthier ways to communicate their needs and their feelings in the future, do you think that that would help them if they learned how to regulate themselves emotionally? If they learned how to remain mentally stable and not be overcome with circumstances, if they learned how to effectively communicate and problem solve without resorting to things like fear or aggression or manipulation or anger or control or avoidance, even, that's a big one. Don't you think that they would be able to handle the real world than a lot of adults are today? And 
that that gets people thinking and being like, oh, wow, okay, maybe I don't I don't know what all you just asked me. <laughs> you know, like let me think about this emotional regulation, mental stability, effective communication, problem solving without all these things that I've been told to solve problems with. What? But that's that's the thing that gets the ball rolling in their minds in the opposite direction. And you can you can clarify and say, you know, there are going to be moments that it's going to look like I'm being permissive to my child's bad behavior, but behavior is communication. And I'm always going to seek the why underneath the behavior. Something else that I have found to be really effective when talking or explaining gentle parenting to relatives is asking those questions about, can you remember a time in your childhood where you felt unheard or unseen or misunderstood? Like, were you ever punished for something that you, your parents said you're being disrespectful, but you really truly remember not trying to be disrespectful, but just trying to communicate and it was perceived in a different way. And then I think pretty much all of us who were raised by authoritarian parents have examples of that. And we can think of key times that we were hurt, even if just a little bit in those moments. And then asking, okay, so if someone would have come to you and said, okay, I can see that you are, something's going on. You seem stressed. You seem angry. Um, What's going on? Do you want to talk about this? I'm here to help you. Versus you stop acting like that right now. You don't act like that to me, Missy or little mister, you know, or whatever it is. Like, you know, if somebody talks to us that way, it automatically puts us on the defense and we shut down most of the time. We fight, we flee, or we freeze, right? Because it aggravates our nervous system. So I think getting them into those mindsets are what can start the shift. Do you agree? Yes. Only if the other person who's listening to you is regulated enough. And it goes back to the talk of, yeah, when they approach you, are they regulated? Because all these things make sense. They're like, you're speaking to their logic. And if they're not logical, if they're triggered, they're not going to receive all this goodness from you. Another thing that I did with my mom specifically was to recall times where she broke her own cycle. I remember one day uh, she said, I just don't understand your gentle parenting. I don't understand your parenting with understanding. That's what she said. I don't understand it. Like, how come uh, you're not throwing the chunk you're not doing this and that? And I said, what was one thing that you did differently with me that your mom and dad didn't understand? And then she said, well, uh, they didn't believe in women going to college and getting their education and for me, that was very important because I wanted to be a doctor and, and I couldn't do it because I didn't have the support from them. And then for me, it was a priority that you that you went to college and now you're a lawyer and then you have, you're have you a business owner and you have all this, you're a parenting coach. And and I, I feel proud about that. And they said, okay, the same way that you did something that didn't make sense for your parents, I'm doing things that might not make sense for you. I just need your trust. I don't need you to understand me. I don't even need you to accept the way I parent. Just trust that it's going to turn out fine. The same way your plan turned out fine. I trust that my plan is going to turn out fine. Yeah, that's so beautiful and so encouraging. 
And what a great question to ask, because again, it gets them into the child perspective. That's what, what I see so much is that parenting with understanding, if you were to sum it up in the simplest form, it is seeing things from the child's perspective. Yes. Right. Because so, so often as parents, we tend to think very like, well, this is how I feel. And this is what I see. And my perception is the truth. And like, you are being disrespectful because I feel like you are. When in reality, disrespect is a matter of intention. And if we can't see, if we can't prove concretely, you know, get into our child's inner workings in their minds and actually be able to know their thoughts and intentions and their motives, we really can't say with full confidence that they are being disrespectful unless we actually ask. And so what I love about what you just said is that that gives your parents and your 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 family members the opportunity to get into the child perspective in their own childhood. And then from there, they will naturally begin to look at the children that they are taking care of or that their children are taking care of in a different light because they're like, oh, yeah, I, I did need somebody to see me in this moment. I did need somebody to try to understand me in this moment. And so it makes sense that you're trying to understand your child. That's really, really beautiful. I, I keep thinking about the followers and listeners that are saying, okay, but what about your spouse? How do you explain gentle parenting to a spouse who's just like, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Or that is like, I do want to hear it, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. You know, I think Rachel, we, let me know listener, like let us know on DM. If you would like Rachel and I to do some kind of workshop or masterclass where we walk you through the steps, the 10 steps of an empowered conversation. So instead of you wondering how you're going to approach your spouse, you have the 10 steps of like, okay, step number one, two, three, all the way to 10 with the scripts of what to say. That would be really, really fun and interesting. I would love it. Yes. I would love to know that too. Yeah. So send us a DM on Instagram or on TikTok. I think TikTok, you have to have DMs open. So let's say Instagram because we can get them regardless. Um, Even if it goes to a filtered inbox, we can check those as well. But let us know if a workshop like that for empowered conversations with your spouse specifically would be helpful and we'll create one. Yes. And, And you know something that the first step of an empowered conversation is consent. And that's where many parents who try to explain gentle parenting to their spouses, that's where they fall short because they, they, they're intrusive about it. They, they start explaining and lecturing and teaching without consent. And that's, that feels really violating for, for spouses, especially, especially Rachel, when, it's, when they're in the middle of the heat of the moment and the kid is melting down and then the, the gentle parent spouse is right there telling them what to do that's yep. that that yes that's gonna that's the opposite thing that that what an empowered conversation is it's just going to set you up to to fight with your spouse you're absolutely right and I was there I did that I used to do that all the time because I from my own trauma in childhood when I saw my husband act a certain way towards our daughter it triggered those memories of ways that I felt in my childhood. So I would jump in and be like, 
no, you're not going to look at her that way and like cover his face. And he's like, like, why are you putting your hand in front of my face? You know? Um, or I would be like, no, don't say it like that. Do, do you know? And he felt very disrespected and undermined, you know, like he felt like I was undermining him as a dad. And I had to learn to trust the heart of my husband and know that he is a good hearted, loving father who wants the very best for his daughter And he has to learn how to navigate parenting just like I do, you know, and we were finally able, I was able to take a step away from reacting in the moments that he started to parent in a way that I just did not agree with and have empowered conversations with him. And not only did he get on board with me, he is now like, there are times where I'm like, I am about to blow a gasket over here. (laughs) He's like, I got this. And she'll be screaming in his face. You know, this is, it's pretty rare that she has meltdowns, but when she does and I can't handle it, he is there and is like, okay, I got this. And he will be so calm now. And it didn't used to be that way. We both were very reactive. We were both very um, quick to anger, if you will. And we have both learned and grown so much and it strengthened our marriage. And so I would love to help teach some of those resources to other parents on having those empowered conversations. So, yeah. Yes. I had an empowered conversation with Brian, I would say like a week and a half ago. So he's a gentle parent and most of the time he's gentle parents. However, you know, he's a human (laughs) and one day he, he was overwhelmed and he was not in the gentle parenting side of things. I remember I was here in the office when I heard Santiago stop crying and for us, that's a big no when it comes to our parents. Like, we we don't tell our kids to stop crying. That's, yeah, that's a boundary that we have with, with our own selves in our parenting. I'm like, wow, like, stop crying. Okay. So <laughs> I didn't go out there right away. You know what? Sometimes your your spouse might do things that you don't agree with. But you know what? If, if, if your spouse is not abusing your kids, just, just let them parent and and have the conversation later, you know? If I would have gone right right there at the moment, it would have been a fight, I think, an argument. Anyway, so I just thought, like, wow, like he said, stop crying. Okay, I kept having, I kept doing my, my, my homework here on the computer, and then an hour later, I came out, and I said, ah, Brian, I noticed from observation, I noticed that uh, when I was in the office, you said this, and then... I went to the feelings and needs. I wonder what you were feeling and needing because that doesn't sound like you. That doesn't sound like something you would normally do. So when we go right to our spouse's feelings and needs, they're more willing to open up to us than if we go to the teaching or to whatever we think about their behavior. Because again, every single behavior communicates a need. Yep. And your spouse is communicating a need when they're not when they're reacting in a way that no that doesn't sit well with you. So yeah. get instead of getting reactive with them, get curious. I wonder what you're feeling, what you were needing at the moment. And then he said yes. And then I remember he said, Yeah, I know, I know. I was overwhelmed and and right after I said that, he said, right after I said that in my head, I was like, That was bad, Brian. No. So a lot of the times, our spouses know what they're doing. 
Yeah. And they're, they're correcting their own selves in their head. We just don't see it. So allow grace, allow mercy, and yeah, that's that's how I handled that conversation with Brian that day. And then he said, yeah. and then he said, I know, I know you're a parenting coach, but I I don't need parenting coaching right now. Kind of like I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> I already know that I did wrong. Bye. I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Has Jason told you something similar? Kind of like I don't need parenting coaching. Well, I have, I have tried to be cognizant of him, like the moments where I step into that role and I'll, I'll, in fact, it happened, um, just about a week or so ago where we were talking about, um, he was saying to Peyton, we saw a motorcycle go down the highway that was going way too fast and like scary fast and darting in between cars and stuff. And, and Jason said to Peyton, Peyton, what has daddy told you about motorcycles? Like, are you allowed to get on one with a boy? <laughs> you know, And he's like, he's, you know, telling her like what she will and won't do. And I was like, I said, I'm same, same thing. Like, I'm curious what I, I, I know what your emotion is. I can tell that your root emotion and that is fear of her safety. And he's like, yeah, because I was that 20 something year old kid that like, in fact, whenever we were just talking, we were, we hadn't started dating yet. Um, one of his friends had a crotch rocket, which it's, it's a type of motorcycle, but it's really fast. And they're like sports cars, but in the motorcycle cycle world. And he got on his friend's motorcycle after we had all had dinner together and he popped a wheelie and like ran, like went down the street on a wheelie. And he, I knew because he was like, we were like, talking but we weren't dating yet I knew that he was trying to impress me and it had the absolute opposite effect I was like you're an idiot is what I was thinking to myself like that is not smart and I, I asked Jason I was like okay so I know that your fear is that she would be unsafe and that something could potentially happen to her and I was like how do you think she needs to like hear that to make the decision based on intrinsic motivation to protect herself rather than like extrinsic motivation of disappointing her daddy. Cause you know, like we both, he and I both have lived that, like we don't want to disappoint our parents and he doesn't like the way that feels as a child. And so I was like, I said, I, I can tell right now, this is a tough conversation, but if you ever are okay with me kind of stepping into that, like parent coaching role and really exploring this on a deeper level like where is this fear coming from and what are some other ways that you could communicate that to her that would encourage her to make the smarter decision to really look at that and be like I'd, I'm not getting on the back of a bike with a guy that his brain isn't fully developed yet <laughs> you know like, so it was just like I, I could tell that he it was it was very like he was all kinds of like no, like I want to be able to tell her you will not do this. Or I, he was like, I would be so mad at her. And you know, we, there's, we, then was not the time to explore it, but I think we will someday. But I, it was that consent piece. You know, I had to start by saying, when you consent to this conversation, what did he say? He say yes. Yeah. I mean, he, he was like, he was like, okay, it's just really hard for me to like, think about you know, letting, like trusting her enough to make the decision. I think, I think there's that piece as well of like trusting her 
to make a smart decision when her brain is probably not going to be fully developed either or, you know, whatever it is. So I do think that that is, is so important to just, you know, know what an empowered conversation looks like. Yes. I still need, I'm still trying to find the balance between, I'm just talking to my husband to, I'm stepping into a parenting coaching role because he, he senses it. He senses uh-huh. when when I'm parenting coaching and he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Do you? He's a counselor though, so I'm, I imagine that at times you feel like he kind of steps all the into time. The yes, yeah, uh, and it's so frustrating to me because um, now that I'm a parenting coach, I learned how to have better conversations. But before, I felt as if he were analyzing me and. Better so using his counseling skills to manipulate me. That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I imagine that our husbands can feel that way too with like, you know, there's this, like we are parenting coaches as our profession. So whenever they're having a parenting moment and we're trying to give tips, it can feel like, oh, do you feel like you're better than me? Do you feel like, you know, whatever that, whatever that might look like. And so I, I think that it's really important to to know the boundary for us at least. And even for our, our listeners who are in that place where they're the one that's doing, even if you're not a parenting coach, but you're the one that is doing the majority of the educating on parenting, you're watching the TikToks, you're attending master classes, you're buying the workshops, the eBooks, the whatever it is that you're plugging into. It can, if your spouse knows that you're doing all that, we have to be very careful about the way that we approach them and that we're not approaching from this. Well, I learned from this one girl on TikTok that you shouldn't talk like that because of X, Y, and Z. You know, I just imagine if you had gone to Brian and been like, you know, Brian, I heard you being rude to Santi for crying. What was that about? He would have like been on the defense rather than coming to him and saying, I noticed, I heard you say, stop crying to Santi. What were your feelings and needs in that moment that you essentially wifed with understanding? <laughs> you know, you did wifing with understanding in that moment. And he he softened and he was like, I know I felt it right when it happened. And I didn't like the way it felt. And I don't want to do that again. There was no correction necessary because he had already essentially identified that, you know. And I think that's the advantage when our spouses are on board with our parenting style that 99% of the time when they're not gentle parenting, they know they're not doing it. It is different when they're like, oh, yeah, he needs to stop crying. (laughs) When there is a rooted belief that it is different, then you have to go into the empowered conversation with consent. and, And education requires consent. Yeah. If you are watching our TikTok live, if you are listening to our podcast, if you're going to, if you're registering for our free masterclass, all that is consent-based teaching. You are saying yes to that. So the same way that you are consenting for us to educate you in in parenting, your spouses need to give you consent as well. (laughs) Otherwise, it's going to feel really violating. Yeah. Yeah. Spouses and family members, I think. We always need to start off with that consent piece for sure. Okay, so with family members, it's a little different because they are not in charge of parenting your kid. So if they're not willing to be educated, then you set boundaries. That's it. Don't forget about the Black Friday deal. Again, 
this is one of the last times, if not the last time, that you're going to be able to get the Parenting with Understanding program at this cost because we're merging. We're merging what we just graduated with. This amazing program um, is going to be expanded to a high ticket offer. And so this is going to be one of the last times that you're able to get the Parenting with Understanding program at this discount. So make sure to check that out. And if you are an HIC cycle breaker, meaning that you are an HIC parenting customer, I highly encourage you to join our private Facebook group exclusive for customers. It's called HIC Cycle Breaker Private Facebook Group. Request to join every week. Our community manager is very active there, uh, engaging with you. And every Friday I go live and we share things that we don't share with our followers. So yeah, join us there. Remember to follow us at The Considered Mama at Heimfeld Club on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. and. Don't forget that it only takes understanding to break your cycle. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.